All right. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm with my buddy I met actually in Porto, Portugal, which we'll get into. David Casey, CEO and founder of numundo.org.org. Hey, David, thanks for coming on the show. How goes today? It's great. Yeah, I'm actually back in Portugal today. Oh, you are? What are you doing in Portugal? Uh, the Web Summit just happened up in Lisbon and down here uh, in Lagos in the south of the country in a beautiful surf town, hanging out with my CTO and good friend. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we met there at the uh, Anarcha Portugal event, so shout out to Jessica uh, Zartler for putting that together. That was a fun time, man. Yeah, it was a really nice event and I really enjoyed uh, being part of the organizing team and connecting with a lot of uh, really interesting thinkers from all around the world that are kind of pioneering um, thought in the crypto and blockchain space and kind of like how it relates to the economics and politics of our times and where um, we might go from here. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to get into that for sure. But first, I want you to introduce yourself. Let everybody know who's tuned in, to who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, uh, my name is David Casey. I am originally, uh, grew up in California, but my uh, parents are both uh, foreigners, Europeans, so I got to grow up um, traveling a lot and seeing family in different countries, which uh, really opened my mind to the kind of uh, global perspective of, of the world today. And I went to school for political economy of industrial societies. So I've always been fascinated by monetary systems, um, international trade, like the cogs that make the system run. Um, but I was a little bit disillusioned, really going into uh, the depths of how the global monetary system runs today, how um, politics are run on a national and international scale. And I decided I didn't really wanna be directly involved in supporting that system. So that led me on a journey to explore alternative ways of living, alternative ways of being, alternative economies, um, and really like went around the world for a couple years, visited a lot of um, places, kind of trying to go off the grid or do economics in a different way and not be kind of like, not be so dependent on centralized systems. So I think like a big part of our uh, dilemma today that we find ourselves in goes back to the fact that most um, engines or economy, whether it's like production of food or production of energy, are controlled by like like a few centralized players, whether they're private corporations or governments, um, and that leads to a lot of problems and abuses. And um, so that's kind of like a little bit about my background. And part of my passion is producing transformational events. So like the Anarcha Portugal conference was one of them where I was definitely transformed, bro. That was a, again, bravo, great job. Uh, next year, guys, you got to go if you're listening. Anarcha Portugal. Yeah, really, really nice event, um, and it was a really fun opportunity to bring together like thinkers as well as 
um, folks involved more in the like somatic and body healing, um, like yoga, tantra, um, these kinds of healing therapies, and um, bringing together different different people from different fields um, is always a passion of mine. Um, I started a international music festival a few years ago down in Guatemala. That's called oh, wow. the Cosmic Convergence, and that's. Uh, um, happens every New Year, so it's coming right up in Guatemala, and it's uh, about uh, 3,000 people from 100 countries. Um, people come together to share uh, share different cultures, um, and the indigenous culture of Guatemala is like something that we're really passionate about sharing. It's a really strong native culture. They've really been able to um, retain their local traditions, and so that's another passion of mine is indigenous cultures, native cultures from around the world, because there, are, there were many systems before the current one, and I think we have a lot to learn from mm -hmm. our ancestors and the previous kind of systems that existed before. Yeah, um, we have before to know our history to learn from it. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. You got it. So um, that's another passion of mine. And um, event production is like something I've been involved in for the past decade. So that's, um, you know, festivals, conferences, retreats, ceremonies, um, workshops, all sorts of things. Yeah, crypto is kind of what got me into like alternative <clears throat> lifestyles in a sense. I, I was kind of like a an introvert, you know. I never really went out. I did, you know, video games and work. That's all I ever did. And you know, thanks to crypto, I had the financial freedom to you know travel and experience other cultures. And it is definitely something I I desire. You know, I, when I'm home back at you know where I'm familiar, I just desire to be somewhere uncomfortable in the sense that I mean unfamiliar you know um, like in Portugal walking around for four hours lost at 2 a.m. that was that was amazing it wasn't you know like getting lost here in, in New Jersey you know it was mm -hmm. Portugal and um, yeah the, the whole like, mixing of cultures it, it really does happen in the crypto space more than most industries I believe because it's a a worldwide technology worldwide currency um, you know code is a is a universal language um you know all all nerds devs speak the same code if if they're coding on you know ethereum it's um solidity or whatever um but yeah dude you, you were talking about the party in in guatemala for new year's yeah and uh interestingly enough we're actually launching a uh cosmic convergence festival token um, kind of stealthily. This is the first time I'm talking about it publicly. Whoa. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, um, all right. Uh, I, I want to dig into that a little bit because I was just going to say, I, I really want to go. Like, I, I think this may be something um, I may attend for, for New Year's, man. Because, like I said, I, I, I desire, I'm like addicted to, to culture shocks. It's mm. like an adrenaline rush of, of education. You know, you just learn so much when you're surrounded by such difference. And, and you also realize it's not that different. You know, um, it's really a, a surreal feeling to be somewhere. Like I said, I'm 30 and I didn't travel till I was 29. So traveling, wow. it really is like... I, I physically feel like a rush walking through like Vancouver, Portugal, Barcelona, Ibiza, Monaco, um, Bar uh, Bahamas. Like I've literally traveled the world this year. So uh, I, I really am, you know, seeing the importance of, of people learning other cultures and traveling. And I, and I see that, you know, you've done this for a while with the event planning and traveling yourself. So I guess this is where like newmundo.org kind of ties in. Can you explain a little bit about the platform and what they do before we dive into the token for the event? 
Yeah, sure. And and uh, we'd love to have you speak at the event, by the way, if you do make it down. Oh, dude. <laughs> See, now I have to go, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'll talk about New Mundo a little bit and our philosophy of decentralization. So New Mundo was really born out of um, my travels and uh, conversations with hundreds of travelers around the world that were looking for a uh, kind of a different way to live and a different way to be that's outside of, um, let's call it the matrix for now. <laughs> um, and just like, you know, how, how do we uh, kind of like find places where we're not burdened by these um, normal kind of stresses of society uh, like, you know, all the anxieties and stresses that lead to all these problems we see in cities today, drug addiction, depression, violence, suicide, etc. Um, and that's, that's kind of like part of my passion also is like, what are the other ways where we can organize as humans that um, will be more, more harmonious? So um, New Mundo is really born out of that desire and the desire to like create and um, make apparent that there are many spaces around the world uh, that people are trying to really build a different system and that's um, it could be like systems for like how to grow your grow your own food and produce your own energy and build your own um, structures out of natural materials um, or we also work with places like uh, yoga retreat centers ayahuasca retreat centers um, tantra meditation and these kind of ancient practices of individual um, self-betterment Kind of individual reflection um let's call it transformation that's that's what we mm -hmm. really focus on is transformational experiences and really the mission like one of one of the things that i'm most passionate about is um supporting someone's growth through growth and transformation from like uh you know i want to travel i want to like experience something different to uh discovering one's passions um learning skills and then linking those skills to an actual kind of career or lifestyle. Mm. And so really our, our goal is to get people through that process to where um, they've really discovered what they're here for, like what they love doing and how that can transform into a lifestyle and a career. Hey, uh, without hanging up, you may want to try to turn off your camera, turn back on your camera. Somebody in the comments, uh, William said, the ginger is frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, as you were speaking, I actually was thinking of, uh, there you go, the, the ability to implement this for the homeless population, to give them skills, or maybe they have skills, uh, or, or something that, you know, or they could be a tour guide or whatever. I just, there's a lot of potential to help um, the, the population of like a, another country you know when people from a first world country go and visit um you know instead of taking advantage of of the people there you can contribute more um is there anything like that happening with new mundo is is uh is that like in the the roadmap yeah so basically we have about 700 uh impact centers is the word we call them today around the world in 100 countries and the reason we use the term impact center is because um, we believe that each of them are centers for positive social and environmental impact. So some of them may be focused on like Amazon reforestation. Uh, some may be focused on clean water projects for the local oh, population. Wow. So there's all sorts of kind of social and environmental volunteering opportunities that we have in our network and ways to give Where back. Where are these sites located? Because that's a lot of uh, activation centers, man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have um, centers in 100 countries, but we, as we, as the network was birthed in Latin America, um, that's definitely where the concentration of our centers are. So like Costa Rica, Peru, Mexico, um, Ecuador, Colombia. So why is that? What's the appeal there? Great question. So it is definitely a part of the world where the kind of, um, I've heard some people say it's like the kind of like the heart there's there's a lot of heart there so there's a lot of um projects that have emerged both um started by locals as well as started by expats and foreigners um that are focused around getting people back to their heart and getting people kind of reconnected to nature so another part of our um belief is that a a large part of the problems in society today are because humans are disconnected from nature and from like close community because Mm. In the past, we lived in these small tribal groups where we were kind of um, really close to the people around us and also really connected to the natural cycles, the cycles that, you know, provided for our food, when would be a good time to hunt, um, the, the full moon, etc. And, and this those would be are, like under 100 people tribes, right? I think anything over that was kind of like chaos then. Yeah, they call the, I think it's like Dunbar's number or something. There's like this 150 person magic number that like if the group is within that number, there's these like strong uh, family and community ties that really um, increase the chance of the tribe's survival. I I see blockchain technology bringing us back to that. The ability for like the whole like micro economy doesn't just mean micro transactions. It means micro interactions. (laughs) Yeah, and like for me, um, a huge part of my attraction to blockchain technology is if you imagine like a a crypto community, almost like a tribe, and you basically kind of magnetize this tribe together from around the world based on a common set of values or interests or passions. And to take that a step further, um, our vision is to really collect this tribe in physical locations in our network and um, bring the bring the tribe together in the flesh because if we have these shared values and shared sets of beliefs um, and we come together in the physical world I think we can really um, come together to build a new reality mm. no you're right so how's how are you incorporating blockchain technology into you know lifestyle experiences totally yeah so on the one end, um, we are integrating crypto payments um, in the next couple weeks um, with our partners at Coin Payments, who I, I think you might have connected yeah, with. Yeah, dude, I love so, Coin oh. Payments. I fucking yeah. love you, Coin Payments. Yeah. Shout out to Samir. Um, and so basically, step one is just allowing people to use cryptocurrency um, to book these experiences around the world and introduce um, crypto payments to our hosts. So, like, I got into crypto and about 2015 just because it was a super practical way um, to do payments, cross-border payments around the world, especially in countries where um, the banking system wasn't Mm. that developed and it was just the best, fastest, cheapest solution I could find. Um, And that really turned me on to the community. And when you think about like um, crypto being the decentralization of money, um, we, we believe that to really truly have a decentralized economy, um, we need to think about these things like food and water and energy and how can we create um, decentralized systems of production, consumption and distribution of those kind of basic resources. So um, for me, it's like a, even though it may be weird for some people, it's like, what is the what is the synergy between this like high tech blockchain and crypto community right. and like, you know, uh, kind of going back to nature and 
etc. But for me, it is it is like that um, kind of uh, alignment around decentralization um, and that that philosophy, that kind of more libertarian um, philosophy of kind of building a society um, in a way that uh, is decentralized and really brings power back to the individual and the community. Well, yeah, uh, it totally enables the ability to be a tribe without conforming to the economic, you know, surroundings, without having to conform to any society's, you know, regulations. You don't have to, you can ignore it at this point. You don't have to uh, acknowledge you know, your your the this the governance surrounding you, especially if you're a small like you said, in third world countries or not even like other countries have to deal with a lot of uh, oppression from the governments around them and then economically they get taken advantage of, especially when trying to move finances around the world. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot gets skimmed off the top or stolen altogether. So they're disincentivized to even participate and, and become a contributor to society and earn. And now it's possible to be a small tribe in a sense, you know, and, and go back to that village-esque mentality of saying, this is what we all agree on. Yeah. All right. Then we are, we are governanced by ourselves. Yeah. And that, yeah, governance is something that's super exciting for me. Um, and we have this platform, we have this network of hundreds of places um, and we're, We've been developing our own platform token, NewCoin, um, which isn't released yet. That's uh, um, is that NU or NU? You got okay. it. Yeah, and that will be really the the token of our network um, on the platform, utility, etc. Right. What uh, would be the but, use case? What's the utility behind the token? What What do I get as a holder or as a user or as an acceptor of the token? Yeah. So there's there's a few layers to it. On the very basic platform layer. Um, you can think of it like Binance Coin. It decreases the transaction fees of any payment made on the platform. Um, for the hosts uh, in our network, the, there's benefits to holding it, to becoming kind of more visible on the platform. So there's a few of these kind of on-platform utility. Oh, so, um, that, so holding it. a lot of it would be like more of a reputation building. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And these are kind of like the very basic uses. Um, we're developing some some much more interesting uses that, um, as you say, governance. So this is something I'm super excited about. We are in the midst of acquiring our first property. And we plan to have um, network properties that are essentially all services in on those properties will be uh, transacted in the token. But the more interesting part is that through the token, there will be governance exercised upon those properties. So it, it will be like a kind of um, experiment in governance and how we can uh, utilize kind of this network swarm crowdsourced collective intelligence um, to make proposals in like and how, how we manage oh, properties. Like a, a nation state on the blockchain. <laughs> That is pretty damn Going cool. Going towards that, right? Yeah, right. A decentralized one, right? Well, that's you the, know, that's the point, though, right? And it would exactly. it, we could fork at any time if that's what we as a consensus agree upon changing the rules of the, the society that we have all agreed to participate in. But the point is we agree to participate. Exactly. And that's something that has me really excited about um, blockchain governance properties and then kind of combine that with the... Um, the awesome skills we have in our network of people that are literally able to build the technology and the farming systems to go off the grid so that we become uh, independent from fiat systems. Mm-hmm. 
So when's this platform launch? Like when can I start going on, you know, um, lifestyle enhancements, uh, excavations, so to speak, where, when can I start using, uh, the platform? Yeah, today. Um, it's oh. been live. It's been, it's been live. We have hundreds of places. Um, we will be integrating coin payments later this month. I won't put a date on it for sure, but definitely um, next month you'll be able to pay in crypto for experiences on the platform, which is super exciting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's live. It's, it's so, going. So you've had people run through the platform, go through these experiences. What are some of the experiences like that people have gone on? What's some of the feedback that you've gotten? And what are some of maybe the desired things people would like to see on the platform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of uh, experience have to do with, uh, what did you call it? Self-enhancement, self-betterment, yeah. um, things like yoga, tantra, um, plant medicine, like ayahuasca, kind of like uh, traditional cleansings. Um, so all sorts of things on that respect, um, on the kind of more self-sufficiency, homesteading, off-grid side. Um, there's been some renewable energy stuff. Um Permaculture design is a big focus yeah. of ours because that's like, I think the re really it's like the science of creating a human settlement um, that's self-sufficient and can subsist permanently without kind of outside inputs. And I think that's like a really key skill for humans in the future to become truly sovereign. We need to understand like how to meet our own needs without depending on um, kind of large centralized systems, governments, corporations, etc. Um, so that's like some of the experiences that people have had, um, the feedback coming, and this is like what, um, people like myself who are traveling around the world and a lot of our team also want are places where we can go, um, be comfortable, have great food, um, but also a good internet connection and be working. <laughs> um, especially if you're like a crypto trader or something, you obviously need a good internet connection. A lot of these places are like off the grid in the jungle. So we've been looking, uh, more and more at building out. Um, a, another layer of our network that's like that is a uh, beautiful byproduct you see that right you see yeah, this yeah. The, the, that wouldn't even be a so there, there wouldn't be the need for Wi-Fi or internet so the infrastructure wouldn't be there but now that you've done this and there is you know people that have a need now it's going to be there for the people that are there like that is a beautiful byproduct bro that you know as a result of you know, uh, people enhancing their own well-being and the environment around them while traveling the world. They are also building layers of infrastructure as they go. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's something we're really working on. And like, you know, to think about uh, what would a decentralized uh, home and community look like for one of us, you know, a digital nomad who likes to move countries um, every couple weeks or every few weeks, but still want to feel that feeling of community, um, of connection with like-minded tribe. And so really we're looking at how to um, build out that network of spaces, which um, is going great right now. And that's so something I'm really excited about. What's the average cost on something like this? If somebody wanted to, you know, go into the platform today, visit numundo.org and, you know, up and leave and experience the world. What's like an average cost that the platform would charge? And, you know, what's some of the things that you get along with using the platform? Yeah. So like an average experience, there's a wide range from like more budget to more luxury. Um, but let's say there's like 50 to 100 bucks a day um, it, in most places will be like a place to stay as well as food. Often there's some kind of instruction like yoga, something like that. 
Um, and then beyond that, there's more kind of intensive workshops and retreats that would run a little more expensive. And then the, on the other side, there's more like the kind of volunteering work trade. So Oh, so you can often, do like crypto missionary work. <laughs> totally. So yeah, like often there's, there's uh, centers that will fully... Um, kind of house someone, uh, give them room and board in exchange oh, for like shit. a key skill set, like digital Hell marketing yeah. or something. Dude, I want to do this and open up crypto wallets. Like house <laughs> me, feed me, and I will help you set up a node and show you how to become your own village bank. And that, dude, exactly. I could do that, man. That would be hella cool. Uh, exactly. are you, are you seeing as you travel or as people use the platform and, and you know, What's the feedback on crypto acceptance? Um, are you seeing people's interests where they're having some difficulties economically and, and utilizing the technology? Are they utilizing the currency as well? Yeah, so like 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 I said, I started using crypto in 2015 for international cross-border payments, to, mostly to our hosts. And um, they all saw the value of the technology in like instant um, global transfers that didn't take um, days to complete, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40. Sometimes, sometimes the bank would hold up the transfer and be like, who is the, you know, where is it coming from, et cetera. So like th there's a very clear use case on just like the pure tech level. Um, and we're really, I, I guess you could call us crypto missionaries in a sense, because we're working to get all of these hosts in our network, um, to accept cryptocurrency payments and where that's not possible we're looking at solutions that kind of instantly convert cryptocurrency into local um, local cash. So like a shout out to Smart Cash, who's doing a great job mm. with that in Brazil. Yeah, I have one of their wearables somewhere around here. It's like this MasterCard bracelet. And if I go to Brazil, yeah. I can spend Smart Cash pretty much yeah. anywhere. Anywhere yeah, MasterCard is accepted. It's really cool. It's incredible. And that's the kind of like offline tech that I think is going to be instrumental to crypto adoption in the developing countries, um, a lot of which we work in. And Brazil is a huge country. So that um, solution that you just described is like pretty monumentally for us. We're looking into it right now. And um, th I think they're really some of the people leading the way in those kinds of um, crypto to fiat interface solutions that are mm -hmm. low, t low tech, don't, re don't, re don't even rely on Internet. I think that when they have an offline solution. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I know uh, Venezuela is really big on Dash right now. I think there's like over 2,000 merchants that started accepting it because of the uh, the currency there is collapsing at a rapid pace. Um, and, you know, Dash has their treasury, so they're like, you know, totally pumping it in, uh, in Venezuela. But it's cool to see that countries that are being, you know, disenfranchised, you know, by big banks are looking for solutions they're not just rolling over um they're they're experimenting they're interested you know to see that they're willing to take the risk because it's worth their reward i mean can't get much worse than being you know pushed out of a financial uh, inclusion in in all of world economics you know you can now start to include yourself you don't need anybody's permission and again you don't have to conform it keeps you you know, like we lost a lot of culture along the way, <clears throat> conforming to not just, you know, not saying like big banks caused all of it, but a lot of culture is lost due to conformity to just work with each other, to do international trade and things of that nature. And it sucks because I would like to know 
the world as it was as opposed to the world as it is. And it's only going to get more similar. It's not going to mm-hmm. get any more different. We're, we're headed to a similarity where, um, you know, the, the similarity. Huge... Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I could see, you know, a, a one pigment, a dominant pigment, a dominant hair color. And we all look very similar in the future because, you know, genetics are dominant features over time. We 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 breed into it. And, and even society, the way the buildings are starting to look and the roads and everything, it just even the signs, all the signs look the same whenever I travel. It's just different writing. I'm like, damn, way to conform. Like, where's mm. the culture? So to, to see the ability to opt out of conformity and build around your culture, utilizing the technology like blockchain, it, I, I don't know. Maybe we can get weird in the future. Maybe we don't have to see so much similarity. Maybe we'll see uh, that that tribal difference, you know, how there used to be uh, towns in cities and cities in states and states in countries. And now they all kind of look like that. Uh, what's that song? Little houses on the hillside. Little houses <laughs> made of ticky tacky. That song from Weeds, man. It's like how the world's starting to look to me. Uh, but mm. I think that this this is empowering indifference. And uh, I think it's a beautiful thing, dude. So, so where do you see, you know... Um, because we met at Anarcha Portugal. I wanted to see what your thoughts are on like the anarchist libertarian and uh, you know the whole the the nonconformity aspects of of society that are um you know adopting this you know the one percenters are the anarchists you know the mm. libertarian sides are are really what are like in, interested in this technology why do you think that is and do you see that this enables the ability for a third party and and such do I, why do i think that the one percenters as in the like kind of top wealth class are are interested in um libertarianism no. cryptocurrency etc no like why are so many anarchists interested in crypto oh i see like i what, see what you're you saying. know so like what is the, the it's such a powerful tool how how do yeah. you see them use using it and um you know just moving forward that that whole community which is considered like you know a fourth party not even a third party yet uh, mm. i could see libertarian party being up there with the red and blue because of this do you yeah yeah okay so now i understand your question better um yeah i think that like decentralization as a philosophy um is kind of empowering to individuals to communities and it really like through blockchain technology it opens up the possibility to build decentralized systems um, and solutions for all sorts of things that beforehand um, we needed a trusted third party such as a bank or a government or an institution like PayPal or Uber or Airbnb. Um, And now we really have the tools to um, collectively as a kind of group of people and voluntarily um, to propose a solution. so like uh, I have some friends, I don't know if you met uh, James Anderson or Max Borders. Um, James is at, at uh, Anarch Portugal and they're doing something really interesting called social evolution. Um, social evolution sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, they'd be great ones to interview as well. So they're um, really creating the solution for um, groups of people to come together um, and, and uh, provide collective, kind of like create collective funding pools um, to provide services like uh, insurance or things that were formerly provided by large institutions um, and allow kind of a transparent blockchain ledger and a kind of consensus protocol to allow groups of people to come together and, and 
collectively and voluntarily provide these things for themselves. Um, I'm, I'm super curious about, um, like, like if you think about the last thousands of years as like a few thousand experiments in governance, um, nation states, empires, city states, like, you know, Venice and, um, Florence, but, but now it's like, there's a, there's a couple hundred, um, large scale governance, um, systems going on and they're mostly pretty similar right like mm-hmm. like what you said with the, the similarity right <laughs> they're like not that not that democratic two parties that kind of seem like one um in some cases it's just one party <laughs> like the communist party in china yeah. <laughs> uh, that doesn't seem that communist um but anyway so like what i'm excited about is the potential for thousands of governance experiments yep. um, to happen in the coming years because i think governance is a uh kind of uh it's a thing and this is like a a friend of mine that i'm borrowing some of this thought from but um it's something that we haven't innovated on that much recently and i think blockchain technology has the potential to speed up innovation and governance um through many micro experiments so like liberland is is one of them that was a guy another guy at anarcha portugal um making like a little micro state in europe um so i think that there's going to be more experiments like that in the future and that's something exciting for folks that believe in decentralization and in kind of more libertarian philosophies of power devolving back to the kind of the base rather than being concentrated at the yep at the top of the hierarchy uh so those are some of the the reasons i think that um anarchists and libertarians are super interested in the emergence of this technology i also have some friends in japan who have built software that enables a micronation or a local government to implement a lot of governance uh, functions on a blockchain and through a token. They're called Commons OS, and they have they're building some really sweet technology and already working with I think nine local oh. municipalities in Japan. So they're rolling it out. See, this is what I mean. See, even Japan's like, let's experiment with this. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to, yeah, and and you know everyone's saying that Bitcoin is in a bubble. Doesn't understand that it isn't currency. It's technology that can be used as a currency. Um, I would much rather say build with Bitcoin than than buy or spend. You know, right now it, it is an underdeveloped currency, underdeveloped technology, and we need people to build with it. You know, uh, I, I use it, I spend it, I earn it, uh, I do what I can with it. I'm not a developer, but if I could develop, like uh, Steve Wozniak said at um, the the crypto investment summit I was at, he only needs, he only owns one Bitcoin. And he said, that's all I ever need to experiment with. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to build with it. I'm going to break some of it. I'm going to try to do things with it. Um, but for me, it is a technology, not a money. And for me personally, yeah. for him, it was a technology, not a money. But for me, it's a money, not a technology, because I can't really use it to build. I can use it to spend. So it, it's, you know, really cool to see that there's so many ways to contribute to this. As, as a whole moving forward and even japan uh experimenting with their governance which is crazy that their mm-hmm. government would allow somebody to experiment with governance and a lot of people don't understand the difference get a dictionary <clears throat> look into that uh but yeah there's there's a really big difference in, in being a part of a government or agreeing to be part of something that is self-governed and that is governance um Let's see. What are your thoughts on different currencies? Like, you know, you're creating a token. 
for a, a utility. Uh, a lot of people are giving, you know, token utility token shit right now and talking mm. about the, the use of like security tokens, you know. Did, did, did you see that video on the utility tokens on Twitter, uh, the lemonade stand? Oh yeah, I actually saw that uh, as it was released, I believe it was the state of the dApps uh, event in Prague at DevCon. Uh, okay. It was a, a, a little dinner and they, they just showed the video. It's Yeah, it's like on the playa at, at Burning Man, except it's empty, right? And the guy's trying to get lemonade. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I don't know if like what their intent was behind that because... I don't know. So what, what was your take on that? Like the way that, you know, the community is looking towards utility tokens and how it's, I guess, in, in, a, in a shortened phrase, it's they're too cumbersome, you know, like uh, just too many steps. I don't I don't know. That video kind of rubbed me the wrong way about utilities. <laughs> uh, and as a creator of one, I just wanted to see what your your perspective is on utility tokens. Are they too cumbersome? Yeah. So I think for me, that video was a very uh kind of frank and almost like self-deprecating which, which is healthy in, in times where there's like a lot of hype and a lot yeah. of um bs to put it frankly vaporware um, it was, yeah 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 this was a very frank kind of like this is where we're at today in a joking way you know like let's like make fun of ourselves because you know it's that time of year and <laughs> it, it was at this event in Prague that was the uh they were giving awards to the different dApps and the different application builders. And it was actually refreshing for me to see it because there has been so much um, kind of hype in the space. And it, it was like a, a bit of a reality check. But I have a, a very optimistic view for utility tokens in the future. I think that there's, there's kind of like two camps that I've found in my journeys. One is the more like monoculture, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, there's going to be like five currencies that win the whole thing in the future. And that's it. And all the other ones will go away. And then there's the other kind of uh, like multiplicity, multiplicity bloom of tokens. Every restaurant has their own token. Every uh, business has their own token. And I'm more of the second camp. I believe that there are a lot of kind of reasons that a token makes sense even for like a small micro economy and for a community community building um, to create like a circular economic flow so for example one of the um, one of the benefits we're working on with our token is to create a network of infrastructure providers of things like solar panels aquaponics systems uh, infrastructure that allows people to go off the grid and become less dependent on fiat currency and any currency really and allow to pay for those uh, infrastructure products at a discount in our token so it's kind of like a network economy that you can uh, incentivize a circular flow of value within a system to create more and more value within that system mm -hmm. so i'm positive on utility tokens as a whole as a concept um, I know there's a lot of bullshit there's a lot of um, there's a lot of tokens that actually don't have any utility right now <laughs> yeah th they're working on on building a platform eventually that's yeah. what will have a utility uh, until yeah. then it's it's not a utility token but that's how they're trying to get around it at least regulations wise by definition you know the, the utility is coming um, yeah and I think a lot of those will disappear. <laughs> that's that's kind of happening. 
How um, I see uh, utility tokens is just as better gift cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Gift exactly. cards suck. Why would you have a thousand dollars in Starbucks where you have it locked into that gift card and all you can do with that money is now go to Starbucks? Now, what if Starbucks goes away or you move and Starbucks isn't located there? And what the hell is it? A, is there a like you know all the steps that you have to go through just to get that Starbucks gift card is the same steps that you go through to get a utility token, except mm-hmm. you get no utility out of holding your value on that company's gift card. You get no benefit, no no discount, no nothing. There's no incentive for you to keep your capital in their market cap other than, I guess, the, the convenience of, of giving it to somebody. I, I, that's an inconvenience. That's a burden when you give somebody a gift mm-hmm. card. It really yeah. is. So, you so know, a utility token is a gift card with uh, uh, incentive behind it and actual, like, uh, I would say, uh, you know, smart, smart. It's a smart gift card i don't know it's like why it's like why would you go to the store and buy that starbucks one when you can get the visa one and go anywhere Mm-hmm. yeah and the uh really interesting thing you can do with utility tokens is implement governance and that's i think a big part of the future that's one of the reasons that personally i'm so interested in crypto and blockchain and having a network token is to be able to allow our network to participate in governance, participate in decision making, mm-hmm. and that's something that uh, well, that's where customers now are part of the community of the company, right? Like that's exactly. I go to the same convenience store for the past ten years, and they still ask me for my ID when I want to get a blunt. It's it's kind of insulting <laughs> that they take the personal interaction out of a personal interaction, yeah. you know. And I feel like I have no say in anything, and I spend thousands of dollars at the store every year, and. You know, it doesn't feel right. And having the ability now to be part of it and to have a, a say and because of the amount of value I contribute, that that's empowering as uh, as somebody who wants to be a part of something, you know, or, or utilize something for what it can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess to answer your question, I think I'm positive on utility tokens as, you know, better gift cards at yep. the very basic level. And with security tokens, I think that that's uh, not something I'll comment on too much, but I think it, right now it's just like liquid equity that actually we do have prior solutions for like exchanging private equity on closed marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a technological improvement, just like you know Bitcoin for me was just a much easier way to send money. It was like email for money. So that's interesting. I think the real innovations in security tokens are yet to come in, in terms of like programming smart equity. And that's uh, that's something that's super interesting, but also super early days. Well, in a sense, um, with the new coin, would I be able to have equity in land? Uh, I think you were you mentioned earlier something about being able to purchase yeah, so basically, it's it's redeemable. It will be redeemable for the experiences and the stays and the the product of these properties, but it will also be a tool to exercise governance over those properties. And that's I think something really interesting that not too many people are doing. So uh, that's that's something that I'm personally super interested about the potential of tokens. Speaking of super interested, I just totally have to backtrack like an hour. You mentioned that the event has its own token that you'll be mm-hmm. launching next week, I think you said. Yep. Dude. Yeah. Let's get into that cuz like I said, now that you said I could speak there, I need to know more details. Yeah, so we are partnering with the Native platform, a really amazing 
platform that is focused on helping communities launch community currencies. And the like you said, uh, a token is a better gift card. So we're taking that um, that philosophy and combining it with some governance uh, aspect. So people that hold a certain amount of tokens become members of the festival and are, are able to propose like which artists that they want to see booked or uh, things like that, right? Or, or also uh, there will be membership benefits inside the festival. So like say free drinks, for example. Um, so these are some of the, the kind of membership and governance benefits we That's can bake cool. into a token. Something also I'm thinking that, and, and we're still kind of, uh, you know, I think all, all token economies are experiments right now. But one of the experiments I'm excited about is looking at how we can reward token holders who believe in the, really believe in the festival by fixing the price of the token to the ticket. Whereas the dollar amount of the ticket goes up each year as the festival grows and the, the tickets become more valuable, the offerings of the festival become larger. Um, we're looking at fixing the ticket price of like one ticket for X tokens so that relative to the dollar value of a ticket, uh, the, the the token will become more and more valuable over time as the ticket becomes valuable over time. That is interesting. Would that be, uh, could that cause a problem for the the value of the token to never surpass the value of the ticket dollar-wise? It would be, uh, it would it would basically fix the token at the ticket. So like- uh, it, would be a know, it would be like a stable token exactly. almost. But, but it would be stable against the ticket That's and not cool. against the dollar amount of the currency, right? So I it like kind that. of- it's like wedded to the growth of the festival. And that's I, like a real practical, uh, solid, token you know, in you know. here. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Hold on. It's like I, a festival token. I have a hundred tokens over here right now. There we go. So I have these that are backed and pegged to a, a Big Mac. There you go. So as, so the Big Mac, as the Big Mac goes up in dollar value, I can still get a Big Mac for this token. So yep. I could always get it. That is, dude, you're on the next level, man. That is pretty freaking interesting. And it provides something that's really cool. So like, for example, we have people like vendors who come and sell clothing they come and sell food and we can allow them to pay their vendor fee in the token, which incentivizes them to earn or accept the token for, uh, as a form of payment for their products. Because if they pay in the token, it's going to be uh, cheaper over time than if they pay with US dollars or, or local currency, quetzales, Guatemalan quetzales. So that's a way that we can incentivize the circular economy of the festival in that, uh, you know, everyday individuals and participants can use the token to actually buy buy things from the vendors, not just come to our bar, not just come to kind of official festival merchandise places, but also uh, the general vendors throughout the festival. And so, so that's, yeah. Are these on the Ethereum blockchain? Uh, what? How are? How is the token built? Yeah, it's an ERC twenty. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So any ERC twenty token wallet would be able to hold this. Uh, what kind of exchanges could we be possibly looking at, just in case, like people wanted to check out an exchange to see where uh, new coin or what was the name of the event token? It will be the Cosmic Coin. Cosmic Coin. So like uh, these will be on like Ethereum exchanges, like uh, Dex or something. Yeah, um, and, and the actual native platform will be the first place to host the Cosmic token. 
which is, I don't know if you can call it an exchange, but something like that, yeah. I'll put the link to that, guys, in the description box below so you can check it out. There's already a link in the description. If you guys are listening and you want to check out more about, like, numundo.org and what they do and you wanted to maybe see some of the lifestyle experiences that they offer or self-betterment courses or if you wanted to travel or even if you wanted to be, like, a crypto missionary, man, and just travel the world and help make the world a more better blockchain-y space, go check <laughs> out the link in the description box below below uh is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we wrap things up uh, i i know i could i could do this forever i wanted to see maybe if you wanted to touch on things like um you know the the psychedelic aspect of of blockchain where you know tangled networks and all because i feel like satoshi must have been a a, a, a psychonaut right yeah. Okay. So yeah, there are a couple more uh, points to touch on. Definitely. One of them, as you were speaking and just letting people know about the opportunities in our network, we are planning to launch a couple of new opportunities for people to become more more directly involved uh, through one. One will be like a learning cohort where we're going to work with a group of people uh, over a period of weeks. And a lot of the education will be around becoming a nomad, becoming a digital nomad, uh, the travel lifestyle, uh, how to do it on a budget, how to transition, let's say, from the stationary lifestyle. That is a good and word. It is definitely a transition. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we'll have a kind of retreat for that, th that kind of skill set. Uh, coming, we haven't announced it yet, but it will be kind of Q1 or Q2 of 2019, where we'll have a retreat in person at a center in our network, most likely in Costa Rica, where we'll be doing a lot of in-person workshops and and things like that. So stay tuned for that. And then uh, on the kind of psychedelic aspect of blockchain, psychedelic aspect of our network, one of the actually I wrote an article uh, a couple years ago. I'll definitely send it to you after so we can plug that in. And it was about my experiences with ayahuasca, which is a ancient, uh, ancient plant and ancient technology that came out of the Amazon rainforest and is a really, it's a plant that's used for healing for the body, for the mind, for the heart, but also for really like having visions of the future. And so the kind of the tribal shamans and medicine men used it to inform themselves of coming dangers of like when it was time to move camp when if there was a enemy tribe planning something if the season was changing and they needed to like harvest the crops early so it was used kind of for for seeing into the future and they say it connects the past present and future and that is a uh, really key medicine that inspired me to create this network it is a uh, medicine that is legal in a number of countries in South America and has a um, ceremonial practice for you know over 5,000 years. So it's it's uh, an amazing medicine and definitely it's something that uh, like safe places for ayahuasca ceremonies are one service that our network provides. That's, I was that's just going to ask if that's something that you could provide because I've been interested in in having a ayahuasca journey. Um, I wouldn't call it a trip. It's, it's, I've heard stories and it's more of a journey and I've tripped. I, I, I have m mushrooms tattooed on my back. That's how much I love, um, psychedelic mushrooms. And, you know, I've been microdosing and just generally dosing on LSD the past two months. Um, just 
you know, to as a as a form of medicine to, to fight a, a form of depression I've been stuck in. Um, but yeah, I, I really I would love to go on a, a journey, a safe guided journey on ayahuasca. And you're saying this is something I could use your platform to do. Um, so as as an interested customer, what would the process be like? Walk me through using the platform and and going through and signing up and everything. Yeah, so we have a uh, we have two directories, one directory of retreat centers and locations, and then another directory of experiences. And both directories are filterable by your interest. So if permaculture or yoga or plant medicine is is kind of what you want to narrow your search for, you can use those filters, and you can also filter geographically and filter based on location. Oh, cool. And so you can really kind of narrow down what you're looking for. Uh, like I said, Latin America is where a lot of our experiences are based. So I'm, I'm also happy to talk to individuals like if someone's looking for something and uh, wants a recommendation. So like feel free to reach out after. And basically once you, you find uh, experience or a location that you're interested in, you can message them on the platform. You can uh, directly book. Uh, you can request a book if it's something that is... Um, not it's more like an application, not necessarily something that everyone's accepted for. And uh, like I said, you'll be able to do all of these very soon with major cryptocurrencies. But awesome. for right for the next you know week or two, it's uh, we're still in we're still in fiat currencies. Oh, I'm gonna have to wait a week or two because I'm all out of fiat. But I am definitely gonna be checking out the platform. That I, 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 I hey guys, stay tuned for my ayahuasca journey. Uh, using numundo.org to uh, basically expedia my lifestyle or life experience journey. Um, every I know it's funny. I just well, everybody wants to be like the Uber or Facebook of something. It's kind of like you're like the Expedia of life experiences. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's not just a vacation. It's a you know an experience. Yeah, I say like a vacation is something for people to go to and then go back to their life. What we're looking more at is a journey where you go somewhere and then you move forward. You don't go back. It's I, only forward. <laughs> no, dude, you're right. There is only forward. Uh, I, you know, dude, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, again, one last chance. Is there anything that we may have left off the table that people should know? Um, in two weeks' time, via coin payments, you guys will be able to use crypto on numundo.org. And in about a week's time, you'll be able to get uh, Cosmic Coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cosmic that'll be coin. going really soon. Then that will be the event in Guatemala, correct? Yeah, and we do Portugal. have some of the same speakers at, from Anarca Portugal coming, oh. and we'll be you know, introducing our community down in Latin America to blockchain technology and crypto. And definitely we're open to more speakers if people feel passionate about blockchain and its uses and its potential in, um, in governance and in social impacts. Um, these are definitely topics that we'd love to have people speak about and share. And when's the launch of New Coin again? Uh, that will be mid year, early to mid year next year. Don't right. have a date set yet. All right, no, 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 cool, 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 man. Uh, yeah, I, I like that you're not trying to rush into anything and overhype or whatever. You're just trying to, you know, adopt and 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 experiment. Like you're saying, it's all token experimentation right now. And what you're doing is, is really cool. Uh, I think that you're onto something with the the whole life experiences and the the incorporation of a token because utility tokens 
Uh, I don't think people have that third eye for utility tokens, right? They're like, they're very blinded by the way life is now and it can't possibly work any other way. I feel like in five years as a customer, when you look back, you'll think, how could you have ever done business with a company that didn't include you in some mm -hmm. way, form or another in decision making or anything? Um, you know, it, it's it seems almost like customer slavery right now that people aren't woken up to and that you the, the, the ability of a utility token changes that. Uh, the only thing that kind of freaks me out is is the ability to um, potentially well well a platform you know 51% mm -hmm. attack in a sense but that's where things fork and communities choose to use one thing over the attacked other thing we've saw that with bitcoin and bitcoin cash so uh, the the future is bright guys it's it's not it, 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 we haven't hit the, the bubble point yet. Everybody wants to say we're in a bubble. Um, mm. I think the only thing in a bubble is comments about being in a bubble. Um, so, uh, David, thank you again for joining me. Uh, shout out to numundo.org. Uh, and there's links in the description box below. Check it out. And, you know, if you have if you decide to use the platform, come back to this video. Comment below your experience. And I'll have you on the podcast to talk about your experience with numundo.org. All right, guys, pound that thumbs up button. Don't forget <laughs> to click subscribe and flick that little alert bell. It's right next to the subscribe button. That way you get an alert every time I go live. All right. Thanks, Dave. Have a day. All right. Thank you, Ken.